there, pals. Hey, pals. Hello. Oh, afternoon, all pals. <laughs> How are we all? Thanks for coming. Um, pretty good. And thank actually. you, listener, for clicking on the episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is the podcast Throw in the Pal, the movie, the movie, the podcast where we talk about movies. <laughs> I do that every time. Not every time. Just so keen to get into the movie. I love a movie. Don't be so hard on yourself, pal. Can you think of any movies with pal in the title? I'm struggling right now. Uh, Throw in the pal. Uh, the movie on which you've written. Uh, based shall, on shallow pal. Shallow pal. Shallow I pal. forgot about that. Sorry. <laughs> that's what we call you behind your back. But that's, that's another thing. <laughs> Um, welcome to the podcast. Throw in the pal. As I said, my name is Francis. My name's Tom. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. And this, oh, what do we do? We talk about movies. It's a joust of our opinions on, upon these movies. Mm. Second time you've used that word today. Yeah. They don't know that. What's, where's the jousting coming from in your life? Why? I, I've started jousting on the weekends. <laughs> it's what, a new, oh, hobby. new hobby. Okay. What yeah. are the rules of jousting? Ride your horse, kill the guy. Checks out. Mm, yeah. Okay. I have no questions. No follow-ups. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Tell it's me I'm wrong. It's actually the origin of the salute. They would raise the visor um, to show really? respect with uh, the eyes for each other. Uh, they do, they the do that in a knight's tale. Hey. hey. So how respectful. Speaking of a knight's tale, we're talking about a hunt for Red October. The, sorry, the hunt for Red October. Yeah, it's not a hunt. Smoothest of segues there. <laughs> <laughs> the Hunt for Red October. What year was it, Frank? It's a 1990 film mm. directed by John McTiernan. Mm. John uh, McTiernan. Starring Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin, uh, and amongst others. Who was that first name? Sean Connery? I don't recognise that name. Anyone? Can <laughs> no. anyone help me with this? He was in a couple of little indie things. Uh, all right. Um, Were you pronouncing it correctly? Uh, it might be Cian. Mm. Cian Connery. Marcus, do you have any idea what he's talking about? Uh, no. Sean no, no. Connery. Oh, Sean Connery. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> no, I was not ready no. to I'm waiting for that. No, wait, wait, do you say, to, go again. Sean Connery. Yeah. That's pretty good. Tom, go. Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a good Sean Connery. Wait, Chris? Oh, be careful what you shoot at in here. Hey. Things don't react well to bullets. <laughs> bullets. That's like Alec Baldwin's impression of it Sean Connery. It is a wonderful scene. Such a good moment where you're like, this is why Alec Baldwin's great in 30 Rock, <laughs> a show I've been re-watching lately. I don't know if I've mentioned it. I and, also have. And uh, yeah, it shows he's got a good sort of comic uh, ability and like chameleonic voice. He's very funny when he does that. <laughs> and it's funny that the movie breaks with the idea of any of them actually being Russian pretty early, but that's the scene that solidifies it when it's like, I'm doing an impression of a Russian man and it's very Scottish. Like, yeah. That's just what this guy sounds like. Oh, God. Or well, before we unpack that, should we yeah. give some scores? Well, we should. We rate these movies out of 11, generally Ooh. speaking. And why is that, Thomas? Uh, it's the number of uh, turtlenecks I bought online after seeing Alec Baldwin <laughs> in one of this movie. I'm wearing one right now. He, great. he great. looked great, great in that turtleneck. Didn't he? Yeah. He looks great all through the 90s. What a man. Like, a very attractive man. They make that a bit in, I swear I won't bring up 30 Rock nonstop, but they make the reference to how attractive he was in the 90s, a constant bit of that movie. Like, it's when they have just be the HD camera and they show everyone yes. HD and Alec Baldwin. It's a, it's a scene from this movie. Yes, that's true. And when he stands in front of the camera. But it's also when they talk about how attractive John Hamm is, who's Liz Lemon's boyfriend for a few episodes. Yeah. And uh, Alec Baldwin's like, you don't understand, Lemon, being that attractive. And she's like, Jack, you're fine. And he's like, I want to show you a photo of me from 1990. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's so attractive. <laughs> And you look great in your turtleneck. Thank you very Good much. Good bring it round, round Complete out. with <laughs> chain. Um, for those that are familiar, that picture of the rock yep, where he has a bum the, bag. Yeah, exactly what I picked. I saw myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, my God. But you're, <laughs> you're doing the tan white person version. Like you've got a br it's light brown, gold chain. Anyway, it's great. So <laughs> hands up who liked the hunt for Red October. Uh, we, yeah. have one we have two hands up. 
No. Three. Oh my god. Get your fucking hands. Oh out. my gosh. So I'm left alone to flounder For in now. the ocean. Wow. Well, I'll go quickly. I'll give it a score, shall I? Yeah, go. 4.4. 4. Very specific. Not a great, not a great film for me. Didn't have a great time. I spoke with a friend of mine yesterday, actually, and Frank, you spoke with him as well, and he is so angry about not only the ratings out of 11, but the decimals. He's like, <laughs> you guys are fucking ridiculous. That's, <laughs> like, keep I don't it. want to say that's why I did it, but Kelly, that's why I did it. Yes. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Hands up who liked it, you guys, all three of you. Give me some scores. Okay. I feel like Chris is going to be the highest, so let's start with Marcus because you were hesitant. I am a 6.2. That's not bad. Very light. That's not mm. bad. It's just over. Mm. Yeah, I'd go like a 7.7. Okay. 7.7 specific. And 4.4. Yeah, well, 6.2. <laughs> oh. Um, Don't give it a level. Fuck it. Let's go at nine and a half. Whoa! Whoa! That's... I'm starting to understand the trend in Chris films. Just Some, starting something to about nineties films yeah, must yeah. have been my era. It's Maybe really. boring action. You know, not, <laughs> no, I mean, not slandering anything. Not at, uh, <laughs> funny that that was out. You're yeah. just like you mean shit movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just your opinion, I mean, man. It's a valid point. I'd like to look back at the spreadsheet and have a look at Chris's past scores. But if we're looking at action films that just didn't have enough action, that's just, I think that's kind of. It's linear, right? It's so great. Could be something to it. When yeah. I was watching this, I was like, this must have been cheap to film because it's so many tense scenes <laughs> of them staring at a sonar and they're in, in a cage of metal in their submarine. It's like, this is the most boring action movie of all time. It's like a chess game and I don't even understand the rules. So it, is, it was like explain 20 to me. million. Like it wasn't a very- 30 mil. 30 mil. It wasn't a big It made 200. Or, yeah. It, it, right. it, made, it was yeah. like the top sixth highest grossing film of the year or something, maybe just domestically, but it was a Which big year? movie this for year? 1990. Not oh. of this year. <laughs> that would have been weird, but yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, it was a big deal when it came out and it's still, I don't know if you guys have this, but it's like still a bit of a touchstone, even though it's not necessarily- as iconic as a lot of other 90s films. I wouldn't say it's a touchdown. I spoke I, to a few people about, like, what are you doing this week on the pod? And I was like, hunt for an October. That's my Sean. I've lost it. Um, <laughs> and they were like, and who? They- what? Why? <laughs> Scene. And I was like, yeah, okay. So no one no one knew what it was in my circle. If you scream the hunt for an October like that at people, I think it's fair enough. If October. Their response is who, what, why. Okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's a key word for it. Ah, tennis. Ah, tennis. This is a tennis. Dosh Junior. Mother Russia. <laughs> we're, all doing, we're all doing our Russian accents, I, it yeah, seems. Yes. This is nice. I, I loved the opening comrade music. I felt very patriotic. The, cha- the like male <laughs> yeah. chanting, Russian chorus. It's pretty great. There's some good moments in this film. I don't disagree with Frank. That's why I'm a low score, um, but I'm not as low as I could be. I wanted to see where everyone sort of sat on the table here because I, I went away from the film going, ah, oh, I wanted more out of it. It was okay, I guess. If you're going, if you're going to cover a um, a Tom Clancy like political espionage spy thriller, whatever genre we're sitting in, be smarter than it was or have more action. Yeah. Do you know a, what I mean? It's quite a minimally It just sat in the middle movie. of both of either. It yeah, just it wasn't like a susten- suspense thriller thing where you're no. like, oh, my God, what's going to happen and these decisions are really important. It was like, careful, there's a submarine coming. Oh, let's dodge the torpedo. And the action was kind of shitty and the chess game tactics of it was kind of shitty. Yeah. I don't know. I just had a bad kinda time. Kind of shitty. Kind of turning the submarine into the torpedo <laughs> so it can't... <laughs> 
in time. Yeah. And then the power they- play of as they're counting down, he turns to Alec Baldwin. He's like, what are your books? And he's like, ah. Oh. When I wrote about tactics. Wait. Oh, I read that. It's shit. <laughs> like, okay, Speaking man. of shit, can, just don't do the accent I'm going to do I'm going to no, keep, it's gonna keep getting worse. Um, should we give the, the, the listeners a um, synopsis? synopsis? In November 1984, the Soviet Union's best submarine captain violates orders and heads for the US in a new undetectable sub. The American CIA and military must quickly determine, is he trying to defect or start a war? He violated the accent too. Don't forget that. <laughs> Which is part of the Geneva Convention, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's uh, it's a very heady movie. One of my biggest... I'll say, by the way, that I've come in here probably more so than recently, knowing that Chris was really going to like this, assuming Marcus would, but I, I, di- I thought you would have liked it more, and thinking I'm very willing to be swayed into liking this more. As I'm watching it, I'm like, I, I quite enjoy this. I wish it was clicking a little better for me, but it's a lot of fun. It's very dad cinema. Like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I could call my father and Kat's father and I reckon, like, set up a Zoom meeting between them. They've never met and be like, hey, have you guys seen The Hunt for Red October? And I feel like they just get along. Like, 30 minutes just talking about this movie. I love that you said dad cinema because it's like Kyle, one of my best mates, he loves films of this calibre. So he's like, oh, you're listening to the – what? You're what? You're watching what? And I go, yeah, I know you love this film. I knew straight away before even knowing that. His, one of his favourite films is The Alamo. I don't know if you've ever seen The Alamo. Uh, no. No, thank oh, you. It's like a – is boy. it a John Wayne? No. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm vaguely <laughs> aware it. of this film, like, <laughs> but I, I don't know it very but well. But Dad's cinema is perfect. The Alamo is a 1960 film, yeah. an old Western. John, it, it is, is John, John Wayne. Wayne. Yep. I love how your description of Kyle makes him sound like a human Labrador as well. Oh, you're he- doing what? What are you what, – what's up? Oh, wait, can I come? Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's very accurate. Wax him on the nose and goes, no, it's you. Outside. Um, and he watched this with me and uh, he, I had a good time. You did know? he give it an 11? Was he like cheering? Oh, and- I reckon he'd be around the Can mark. I, sorry, I just want to go back to the, the tactic where he turns the submarine into Dumb. the torpedo. Yeah. Is that based on fact? Do, 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 torpedoes should be armed, right? That's like. The whole journey of the arm at the right time. That Clearly there's a, a safety protocol involved <laughs> because you then have the scene where he's like tearing out all the, the safeties. Safe. Yeah. They just arm as soon as they go. But that could just be a Tom Clancy. He's just written that in for, oh, look how smart he is. He had this idea because he knows submarines so well. I, I, was trust, like, I trust Tom Clancy to know his shit. He <laughs> actually, that's a lot of things he's credited for is being accurate with a lot of tactics and military stuff. So maybe you're right. Maybe maybe I should throw it in already. Apparently nah, they, they had... Um, <laughs> This film had like pre-announced uh, classified material with submarines um, prior to actually being leaked to the public. This was like showing and demonstrating, uh, I don't know if it's submarine tactics or, or weaponry that they had before but w- anyone was supposed to know about it. Really? Yeah. yeah there is a, <laughs> there's a scene where Alex, Alec is, not Alex, Alec is uh, talking to a guy in a lab and there's this, like prototype propeller in the background that's like folding in and out. I'm like, that's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, it could just it be like be part of a toilet cistern or something. But it's like it's a <laughs> yeah. propeller that's collapsing in on itself. Like, it's like an accordion. That's version just cool. Of, but I think it's it the the reason this Russian sub is undetectable is because it has this new caterpillar propulsion system, which basically sucks in water and then blows it out the back, and it's silent. That's what the whole that's what the whole suspense of the movie is based on. But that's been disproven. That can't happen. So immediately I was like, well, see you later. 
It's a cool maybe idea and it's understandable enough for an audience, like layman's terms. And I like that there are several moments where a ca- someone essentially goes, whoa, 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 slow down here, Poindexter. <laughs> yeah, like, you're explain it as simply as they can. So you're like, all right, I get it. It's a very quiet engine, righto. And like if you're, what's a crazy Ivan? And, you know, they're baffles. They're bafflements? They're mm-hmm. baffles? Baffles. Baffles, yes. Waffles. Oh, waffles, my Sorry, bad. Waffles. I was like, what are they eating? Yeah. It's- <laughs> Speaking of explanations, Tom, I think I think you would have appreciated this. We're on board the uh, Soviet sub at the start, and everyone's speaking Russian as well as they can, yeah. uh, with no foundations Sam, in the language. Sam Neil does all right. I Sam mean, I, I don't speak everything. Russian, but Sam Neil always seems legitimate. I'm yeah, almost positive I know where you're going with this, and I'm really excited to hear you talk about it. And the gentleman is reading the captain's notes. Uh, referring to Oppenheimer, who was quoting uh, in a Gata Vida, I the Hindu Sorry. text. Yes, uh, Shiva, like I become God, mm. destroyer of worlds, yeah. And he's speaking in Russian and then the camera zooms and it zooms in on the gentleman's mouth, there's a pause, and then he starts speaking English and it zooms out. It just communicates beautifully to the audience. They are speaking Russian, but you can understand them. Yeah, no need for subtitles anymore. Yeah. And is it true it switches on the word submarine, which is the same in both languages? Oh. Is that, I think also that last word is submarine and then it comes back in English. Cool. Ah. Which is, yeah, that's that's nice. It is a great. It's a nice device. It's a wonderful I didn't realise that was the point. I didn't realise that was the point. You were just like, oh, he's got a nice looking mouth. all of a sudden it's like, (laughs) you've got a pretty mouth. (laughs) I noticed that there was less and less Russian being spoken at one point. I went, oh, okay, we're cool. Sure. <laughs> Which I think is what it was quite common sort of back in the day. They'd sort of establish the, well, these guys are international from somewhere mm-hmm. and then they would mm-hmm. just switch to English at some point just for the audience. Mm. Yeah. You've got movies even like Kubrick's um, Paths of Glory. Who? Uh, you know, Kubrick. <laughs> Kubrick. No. Q-Dash. Sorry. Uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick's Path of, Paths of Glory which is like all about the French uh, army and like some deserters who were shot, but it's like Kirk Douglas and they're all either American or British and you're just like, they're French, whatever, get over it. And you just, you go with it. You know, Can plenty. Kirk Douglas do accents? Uh, he can do a killer Kirk Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, so Marcus, you didn't love this, but you thought it was okay. That's fine. Like, like you say, dad cinema, I'm kind of coined that. I love that term now. Mm. Um, or popcorn cinema, as we say, but like, yeah. I just... Yeah, it was fine. Like, as far as submarine movies go, and I can't, like, if you're <laughs> going to ask say, me to name them, it was great. The, sure. the, the other, other one I think of is Crimson Tide is submarines, isn't it? Or is that is that bo- just boats? There's Widowmaker as well. What is it? W- K-19, K-19. Which is the Catherine Bigelow one. And then there's Das Boot, which is, like, a really famous German one. And those are the only ones I can think of that are, yeah. like, so uh, Was it movies. Down Periscope with Kelsey Grammer? Oh, my God, that is um, true. That's, a, that's wow. a real movie. Rob, Rob Schneider is in that I don't, for some I, reason. I will believe anything you tell me about um, that movie, but it does exist. Sounds like a dream cast. The Meg. The Meg. Megalod. The well, Meg. Is that about a submarine? Yeah. <laughs> there's a submarine They go it. underwater. Oh, um, Titanic, there's a submarine in that. Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. going to name? Look, it's fine. I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I thought um, uh, Baldwin was a good Jack Ryan. I think if you're going to like coin the Jack Ryan sort of um, the legacy from there and sort of start off his trajectory, although a bit of a shame he got recast. Well, Was it Harrison Ford? Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford takes over. the yeah. next two. The two movies, yeah, Patriot and then it goes Games. to Chris Pine. No, Ben Affleck first. Excuse me. Some of all fears, yeah. <laughs> Same guy. Yeah, basically. Then Chris Pine and then John Krasinski is now doing the TV show. Yes. Yeah. So there's been five yeah. actors who've played him. I think Baldwin looks like what you can imagine 
you know, uh, it would have Jack been, Ryan would be. It would have been nice to see Alec Baldwin do more action. That's it. And they like underutilize expand him. the character. Yeah. yeah. But they 100%. progress. The whole point is like, just as a comparison to, I mean, James Bond's maybe one of the more obvious ones, but then there's Jason Bourne and then there's Jack Reacher. And Jack Ryan has always been like the analyst guy who isn't really action heavy. He's more espionage. He's the intellect. And yet Chris Pine and John Krasinski is like the born version. They're, they're borning him. The Jason Bourne. Bourne make like, <laughs> that's a, not a good word. You got born. <laughs> you <it>. got born. <laughs> Get born. <laughs> but it's, it means killed. So it's like the opposite. Yes. It's like a play yes. on words. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're sort of like, oh, look how we can fist fight as well as be really smart. And it's like, nah, you could just be smart. Yeah. Whereas Harrison Ford is, well, <laughs> Ben Affleck's probably neither. Uh, no, ben Affleck, the, the Sum of All Fears is a really weirdly non-action movie that has, have you guys seen it? Like that, more, that's more espionage thriller, and, right? and there's like a scene where a nuke goes off and it's like this powerhouse scene with just this incredible like flattening of this area. But like for the most part, it's just Ben Affleck looking at fax machines and something comes out and he goes, oh my God. And then they cut to another scene. Like that's the whole movie. It's very weird. I think the star of a um, Tom Clancy film is the Tom Clancy writing and the story, like the story is great. It's a good concept. Maybe they just didn't execute it the way I wanted it. I wanted more action. Uh, I wanted just a bit more out of it. I don't yeah. know. And Sean Connery just took me way out of it. It's really hard not to. You try to invest. You try to really get into it and then Sean is he, just Sean. Yeah, I mean, watching him now, he has become a parody. Like that accent Truly. is just laughable. And But that's, that's, that's just how he speaks. But because we've heard it so much and we've seen so many people do impressions of him, being ridiculous, like that's what your mother said last night. It's, it's, you just, I just can't take him seriously. And someone I'm like, someone wrote him the line, uh, increase speed to 26 knots. <laughs> that's, that's cruel. cruel. That's cruel. <laughs> I'll take Latitch now for 600. That's let it snow. <laughs> Who is doing, it's, is that Daryl Hammond? Uh, Who's doing that impression on SNL? Uh, oh my God, it's Daryl. It's Daryl Hammond, Summons, isn't it? Yeah. His name Hammond? I thought it was Daryl Hammond. I could be wrong, but whoever it is, is like that is <laughs> definitely good. the thing that sticks Bang with on. me. And the moment that made me laugh in this movie is when he's having the um, sort of uh, clandestine lunch or dinner or whatever with all the other officers and he's telling them like that they have to make a break for it. And they're all like, we can't believe you've done this to us. Maybe we can go back. And he's like, well, we can't go back now. I sent a letter. Saying I fucked their mother. <laughs> so ready for him to say what yeah. was in that letter that was just gonna ruin them. So why was Bane in this film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect one of us with the wreckage, brother. Why um why was there not a mutiny? I think I missed something. There is the it's scene seen- where it seems like it's gonna happen where they evade, which for my money is the best action sequence of the movie where they evade the first torpedo. And hits the And it almost yeah. hits them and it hits the ice wall yeah. or whatever. And yeah. they're like they're really firing at us. He's like, no, they're really high. It is Bane now. I can't fucking not do Bane. <laughs> Just don't do the voice. Just speak normally. <laughs> no, if they singing voice. <laughs> if they were, if they were really firing at us, we'd be dead by now. But you look around the whole crew and they're all like it's yeah. bad logic, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's it seems like it's coming, and then they just kind of manage to head it off by his. But they just they is, all choose to defect. That's there it. Is, yeah, there is there is text that he has handpicked all the officers, okay. so he's they're people that he can trust with loyalty. And two, yeah. How do you get people off a nuclear? There's that scene while he's the shaving. realization. Yeah, yeah. How is he going to get the rest of the crew off this submarine? Ah, 
a nuclear breach, a fake nuclear breach. Yeah. So yep. he's got it all planned. Mm. So and because, okay. I mean, he is very well respected. They sort of established mm. that. So yeah. And he's he's still adored in the eyes of his crew because. The captain, he fights for us. You know, yeah. they're sitting there. They've just been rescued by Americans, but they're like, yeah, fuck America. Like, so kill him. Tim yeah. Curry, like, seems to be oh. the first one to go. He's honourable shout to Tim Love Curry. Love that Tim Curry's in this. <laughs> he is so, so out of place, but it's yeah. perfect yeah. because that character needs to be out of place. Absolutely. Yeah. It seems like he's going to fold first, but you've got Sam Neill who's like the glue holding it together. He's mm. piecing the crew together with Sean, I think. Um, without him there, I think they probably would have turned... Is how I saw it anyway. Yeah, Samuel's very devoted as the right-hand man. Yes. He's also yep. the only or well, one of the only ones, one of the only name actors anyway, who kind of continues to do the Russian accent even when they're speaking English. Not, not really, but he gives it a little bit of an inflection and there are moments where even his dialogue is written like someone who's Russian speaking a second language. Like sure. he, he's not quite English fluent. So sure. very interesting that he sticks with that and he has a lovely scene with uh, Sean Connery when they're talking about what they'll do. When they get to America, mm. and he talks about yeah. he wants to marry a round American woman, <laughs> yeah. and he wants to get a pickup truck, and, and he wants to go from RV. state. He wants, to, he wants an RV. Yeah, he wants to <laughs> he wants and vehicle. then move to Montana. And he says he wants to go from state to state without papers. And he turns to him, and he's got this like sad, hopeful thing in his eyes. Like, can you do that? And he's like, Yeah, you can do that. You're allowed to do that there. And that's it. it really <laughs> sticks. It's maybe the only emotional. Counterpart yeah, to them or, or component of the movie that really works for me. But none, again, none it's of the Sam Neill coming to the rescue and saving. He's the wonderful. Scene. He's, we will he's raise rabbits and she will cook them for yes. me. <laughs> it's, Beautiful. It's great. It's a great little monologue. And then Sean Connery gets his. My wife died, and it's it's okay, but it just it doesn't have that same impact. I don't think as Sam Neill's. And then Sam Neill's death. I was like, ah. Mm. Oh, I'm sad. Oh, this is this sad, is- but then he opens up his shirt to find the bullet wound and there's no hole in his shirt. <laughs> it's just blood pouring out <laughs> of it. That's a Russian thing. Oh, yeah. oh sure. Yep. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. Sorry. <clears throat> so should we talk about uh, <laughs> Should we talk about John McTiernan, the director? Uh he directed two of the best diehard films to date. Yeah, well that's yeah. Arguably. So he's come off Die Predator. Hard Three and Die Hard Four. <laughs> but again, knowing Die- that like going Die into the hard. film, I expected more out of this film. I expected a bit more diehard. Did he direct Die Hard 2? Yeah. Don't no, no, sorry. Be offensive. I genuinely don't know. I know he, okay, no, he did. One he could three. He couldn't Number do Number three is great. Maybe better than one. Sorry, Frank's talking. <laughs> no, no. It's fine. You guys keep going as per tradition. Great. Well, Frank. <laughs> ah, yeah. We're sorry. <laughs> I can't wait to get all the sound bites out of this. It's always yeah. doing terrible. Sure. What else has he directed besides Die Hard? I don't know. He did The Last Action Hero, which is kind yep. of Predator the and The Last Action oh, Hero. Oh, Predator. Of course he did Predator. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's his second film. Imagine if they got Arnold Schwarzenegger instead of Sean Connery for this. <laughs> <laughs> At least it would sound almost Russian. Yeah, it's true. You know, would have been a better choice. Maybe it was written for Arnold. Increase to 30 knots. <laughs> <laughs> he would have swum out of the sub and grabbed that torpedo. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, but these these scenes of tension didn't quite do it for you? The no, tense... it was okay. I've, I've, uh, weird flex. I've been in a sub. I don't know if any of you guys Helicopters, have. Helicopters, submarines. What do you mean? Um, because my dad used to work for Boeing. Used to. That's a plane company. <laughs> Yeah, so did he crash the plane? Okay. <laughs> Educate yourself, pal. Okay, sorry, pal. <laughs> um, but he used to do the- um, I believe it's pronounced boing as well. Anyway, <laughs> go on. <laughs> oh, that was a 
cheapest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, acceptable. So okay, so you're I in apologize. a sub. You're anyway, in a sub. sorry. There's, I'm getting to a point. You had more tension. Um, and Dad, when it was on land, uh, Dad said, "Oh, do you want to come and look in it?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay. I guess I've never been interested, but now that I'm being asked to, sure." And I went in there, and it is horrible. It is horrendous how tight yeah. and claustrophobic it is. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable at all, and. I don't know if you have you ever seen the bunks? Not to brag, but I've been on one too. Oh, oh good. Okay. good, good, good. That's what I was waiting for. I, I, I was you're you, agreeing, you just, and I was like, you, you dropped off confidently. <laughs> uh, it's horrible, isn't it, Chris? It is. It's amazing, and they even I can't remember what make or model of submarine this was, but they had bunk beds, and the bottom bunk was always known as the dead man's bunk yep. because on the floor, the floor is filled with batteries, mm. and they would leak gases, mm. and people on the bottom bunk would die a lot. Mm. Oh my. The conditions, the tightness, the claustrophobic mm. feel of this. If you're in middle bunk, your nose is touching the bunk above you. Mm. And when you're can you imagine that's horrible? Like the artificial oxygen, not yeah. seeing sunlight. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a body shelf. You'd like you'd have more room a body in, a, shelf. in in a drawer in the morgue. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well I used to live at a morgue, so yeah, not, so it's not, <laughs> not to brag. Very spacious. That's a weird place. <laughs> Uh, anyway, my point is I when you watch a submarine film, I want to feel that in the film. I want to feel that it's a uh, claustrophobic, horrible place to be in. I just didn't feel much mm. around A lot of film. it is spent sort of on the command decks, so there's a little yeah. more space there rather yeah. than out in the, you know. I suppose the so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a sign of the times. Like the 90s didn't really do that with films. But I feel like they're also trying to... Like going back to the reason why is Sean Connery defecting to America? Like America is this great saviour land and mm. like mm. Sam Neill's character wants to travel without papers. Oh, isn't America amazing? And they want to sell the military dream as well. Mm. Like similar to Top Gun because that increased aviation, uh, Air Force uh, sign-ups, whatever you want to call it. They wanted this film to do the same for the Navy. Uh, so they obviously would have been like, let's make submarines look cool. You can't make them disgusting and death pills. Sure. So no, it's fair I enough. agree. I think there's like a military fantasy going on here. And I think the distinction they make between the aesthetics on the two different boats is really cool. Like the, the, the lighting, the lighting, color. lighting yeah. is fantastic mm-hmm. whenever you're on the different ones and that's how you, you know where you are. It's, that's what you do on if you were doing this as a stage play. You keep the set the same but change the lighting and be like, I mean, now we are Russian. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <Yeah>. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's gave, what was your Russian accent? Yeah, go again. You gave yourself an in on accent. Now so. we are Russian. <laughs> Is that what I said? Well, you should slow down then. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway. That was, I mean, I've heard worse. Nah, it was all right. Yeah, it was In this right. film. Just like this film. Absolutely. So John McTiernan Last directed, so he's, he did Predator, Die Hard, then The Hunt for Red October, and then he hasn't done anything since 2003. He's he peaked. He, he, <laughs> I can't do any better than this. He went to jail. Then Die Hard 3. What? 100%. He went to jail. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, one <laughs> he, uh, he hired a private investigator to illegally wiretap uh, some phones of people that he worked with and then he lied to the FBI about it and he was incarcerated. So For how long? Uh, like a couple years, I want to say. This sounds like a Tom Clancy yeah. novel. It's insane. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did you get Method top bunk or him? <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, he's just going gorilla That's style. It. I was I was out of so the yard benching yeah. one day, you know, <laughs> as you do. Tom, how much do you bench? Uh, you know, five. 
Yeah. Anyway. That's good. I don't know what bitch is. <laughs> Wait, so John McTiernan is in jail right now. That's why he's not directing. He's no longer in jail. But what he was a in loss. Jail. That just sounds like an excuse. Yeah, you're right. It's kind yeah. of like when you hear that there are these directors who have died. It's like, oh, <laughs> weak. Go on. Make another right. one. It means you've got no ideas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No, obviously sad when people die. Yes, it is. Sorry, that was horrible. <laughs> Tell me you're obviously sad when people die. That's my, my that's, hot take. That's wow. That's groundbreaking. <laughs> What's your favorite Tom Clancy video game? Video game? Yeah, because weirdly, Ooh, Tom Clancy inspires re- obviously the, a lot. Yeah, well, he's Splinter Cell, so Division, Navy Seals, Legend of Rainbow Zelda. Six. Yeah, I believe that's uh, that's yeah. him, or just Super it? Mario, Recon, isn't it Recon. as well? I kind of have to go. Yeah, I think I have to go. Uh, Mario Super Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, how does that song go from Mario Kart? Frank? Super Mario Kart, drive my car really fast around the track. Rainbow Road, Rainbow Road, Rainbow Road. That's spot on. <laughs> That's what happens when you get the star. <laughs> and a five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> um, Splinter Cell is the one that I think oh, of. of course. And like yeah, yeah. you get Michael Ironside as the voice of, mm. what's his name in Splinter Cell? See, he would have been great in a submarine. He kind of would have been fantastic. Oh, my but God. But let's just talk about how good the cast is in general. you got Alec Baldwin and you got Sean Connery at the front. Yep. you got yep. Courtney B. Vance as Jonesy, who's yep. excellent. you got Scott Glenn as yep. the head of the Dallas, right? Um, and you've the got Americans, the uh, American side. Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård, who's in it for like yeah. three minutes to just basically be like, this is bullshit, yeah. and then like chase after the man. submarine and Honestly. then show up right at the end yeah. just to fuck the day up. <laughs> so funny. It's great. Um, yeah, it's a really good cast. I James really L. Jones. James L. Jones oh, showing up. Who was, um, uh, along with David Prowse, he was that character. Uh, it'll come to us. <laughs> yeah. But also we <laughs> have, we have the, uh, the wonderful in a very small role. The wonderful Gates McFadden, who is of course oh, here we from go. The, the Enterprise. <laughs> that is correct. Doctor Doctor Beverly Hulu. Crusher from uh, ah. Star Trek TNG. So who's Gates McFadden in this? She is uh, Alec Baldwin's wife. Oh, right. right at the start, she's in it for like ten. I'm seconds. starting to think and you're teeing this up on purpose. No, but Gates McFadden didn't get hired for the sequels of these films where Harrison Ford took over from Alec Baldwin because. They were like, well, we, you can't be married to Harrison Ford because you were Alec Baldwin's wife. So she lost the job because Alec Baldwin lost the job. Uh-huh. Isn't that a shame? They right. just couldn't make that. They couldn't like, artistically. Hey, like, guys, it's the same character. It's a different actor. <laughs> <laughs> like audiences won't accept that. I don't get it. I don't get it. She keeps calling Very Alec good. and hanging up. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's actually, it's not even that. It's They will accept that it's a different actor playing the character. They're like, well, that's okay. But then the wife walks in and they're like, she's also married to him? Well, no. <laughs> They'd be like, adulterer, adulterer. It's also that's that so it's funny. her, it's the flight attendant, it's the little girl, Three. and Sean Connery's dead wife. And those are the four women in the world in this movie. It's, it's very, very masculine. It's a, it's a sausage fest. But also, like, can like we it. talk about the flight attendant real quick? This is when Alec Baldwin is flying in the first, you know, couple of minutes. I love this bit. And she, <laughs> she's like, you should get some sleep. It'll make it go fast. And Alec Baldwin goes, oh, I can't sleep. The turbulence. And she goes, turbulence? She's like, who are? <laughs> What's that? Alec Baldwin goes, you know, high pressure, low pressure, you know, the plane, blah, blah, blah. Explains turbulence to like, like she's not flown 40,000 miles. This stupid. Anyway. It's and then the she's case. just like, well, you should still get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Because it's not, it's obviously meant to be like, look, Alec Baldwin is smart. That's what you're, that's what yeah, you're learning there. Not well thought out he's scene. smart, but he's also a nervous flyer because he survived a chopper crash in the med. And then later in the film, he has to get on a chopper. Yes. And I then know. at the end of the film, he he's can sleeping I'm, on the plane. I know. Beautiful. No, no, just beautiful. like, oh, it's, 
it's a bit. It's fine. no, I hundred percent. And like, even though what as you hundred percent what as you just said, I hundred percent, I hundred percent agree then, with Chris. Okay, because you need to finish though, that sentence. Fucking hell! Even and, though as it was happening, <laughs> I was enjoying the sort of subtext. You know, it's it's there, but they're never. No one's ever turning around and going like, "Oh right," because he crashed in that helicopter one. It's just part of it. Eight immediately, eight out of eleven. Yeah. I like this a little bit more because I think it's so so well laid yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah. next to him on the plane is, the is a big Russian bear. <laughs> yes, and Jesus. one of the weirdest scenes for shot construction or shot setup in the movie is when him and James Earl Jones meet, and James Earl Jones sits down on the couch across from him. And the camera establishes them with a two shot. And then it starts doing like a steady push in on each. It's of like them. a Ken Burns. A very dramatic push in, right? In. Yeah. And during the push in, what are they discussing? He's like, oh, uh, my daughter wants a, a little brother for Charles or Stanley, whatever. I think it's Stanley. <laughs> wants a little brother for Stanley. A real slow push in on James Earl Jones. Who's Stanley? <laughs> Back to Alec Baldwin. Still, her, still panning in. Her teddy bear. Back to James Earl Jones. Right. Well, anyway, <laughs> they just move on. But it's so weird. It's shot it's like it's so this really dramatic moment when he's talking about a teddy bear. Can I, I tell like, you about that teddy yeah. bear? Yeah, go on. Do you realise where the teddy bear's from? Uh, Hunt for Red October. Die. It's a Russian. It's meant like Russian bear. It's, it's, you know? it's from Die Hard 1. It's the same bear that John McClane gives his daughter. Really? Right. The exact well, that's, same bear. Well, that's just lazy film universe. So they will keep the same bear across movies, but they won't <laughs> keep the same wife. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, we got to get rid of that actress. Sorry, <laughs> Gates McGee. What's her name? But if we, uh, Gates McFadden, if we are talk- talking about, <laughs> talking about <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> beautiful shots, uh, the scene where Sean Connery says to him, gives him the gun and says, you know, be careful what you shoot at. They don't re- respond well to bullets. It pans across from... Alec Baldwin, and then you're just looking straight down the centre of this long corridor of nukes, and you're like, oh, that is just beautiful. It's a great shot. God, I love when Chris is passionate about a movie. He's He's absolutely right. That's an incredible shot. Nuclear bombs. Because you're in that dark sort of secluded area just with the two of them, and Mm. they're both like braced up against the wall, and you have no idea what's going to be around that corner. And the second the camera moves there, you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Does anyone have a uh, particular scene they really enjoyed? Because- Marcus, wait, did you not find the scene where they're evading the first torpedo that interesting, I guess? It's fine. Like, again, it's fine. I'm not here to shit on the film. Mm. Like, would I watch the film again? Eh, probably not. If, if Kyle sat down and said, let's watch it, I'd be like, sure. And I'd watch it and we'd get giddy about certain scenes or it'd be all right, but it's not, I don't know. It's- what scenes would you get giddy at? I just feel like, I just for me, there was just nothing that even spiked my fancy. I get giddy whenever I see Stellan Skarsgård on screen. I just love that guy. So I can't fault him. That's as only a three performer. minutes. That's not much. The best three minutes of the film for me, hands down. Okay. And he's somehow like in a submarine, an, an air pressurized, watertight submarine, and he's the wettest man alive. Like he's just yeah. so <laughs> slick yeah. and covered in sweat in every shot. It's he's method man. Incredible. He's Tom, method. you're slick and wet <laughs> right now. That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am now the wettest man alive. <laughs> Um, just chain I smoking the entire film. Well, the entire yeah, film. Yeah, for four I minutes. I check that. Can, can you have an open flame on a sub? But what do you know when he lights Sean Connery the, does. He yeah, he burns that, that letter. Yeah. Can you Which, do that? It's a pressurized submarine for Christ's sake. I. That's a very good question. Well, you've been in one. So yeah. did you? You were well, smoking. I was smoking doobs, obviously. Of course. While walking around. Oh yeah. my <laughs> god. Cracks all right, right? Crack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not an open flame. It's just a bowl, isn't it? Wow. Speaking of which, 
oh, cool sub, man. <laughs> Speaking um, of which, when he before he yeah, burns smoking, that letter, sorry, smoking is allowed on submarine or was. It? It's been banned, but it can physically happen safely. That's interesting. So where does the smoke? Tell me about the smoke. Well, they have ventilation, and like. No, it's, go on. I'm, well, I'm interested. I'm genuine because to me it doesn't make sense. They have vents that somehow go up to the top. Okay. Or some, like, I don't know how it works, but they have ventilation systems. Sure. You blow it into the face of the guy on the dead man bunk and he just has to take <laughs> everyone's cigarette smoke. Also, did That's he, how he died. How did he kill that guy? How did yes, Sean no, I was Connery, literally about to talk yeah, about yeah. that. So he pushes him and it's like I think he pulls his neck down onto the corner of the table. I think he million-dollar babied him, right? Oh, my God. That's well, a horrible accurate term. But breaks, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He breaks his neck on the edge of the table yeah, for I this. I think that's what he does. It's so quick. And then instead of like... Saying something maybe just comforting or peaceful in the guy's final minutes is just like, where I'm going, you can't follow. <laughs> it's like, just imagine looking up at oh, that as you're dying. that was nightmare fuel. And then to find out that somewhere is Montana. <laughs> <laughs> that is a letdown. That's that so is a letdown. Which is a shame because I've heard Maine's really nice. Yeah. Ah. Oh. It is. <laughs> What's the best feature, Frank? Think of this beautiful lighthouse. <laughs> we should go there. Oh my but god! But it, it's, it's it's you know nineties action films. There are these little character moments, like at the start, Alex talking about you know like fishing, and then at the ends, the two of them up the top of the boat. You know, Alex like, oh, I grew up around here, and Connery's like, oh, I like to fish, and just little character moments like that. Just wonderfully colour an action film. It's Yeah, it's not badly written. Like I think the characters are fleshed out. There's nice moments like that. My problem is not with the characterization or the script by any means. I just feel like it's a lacklustre film. When in terms of suspense and action, when which is what it's marketed as. To drop Alec Baldwin onto the submarine, you don't find that scene compelling? Yeah, I love that scene. I thought that was incredible. That's I what I gave it most of my 4.4 4 from. It's kind of them evading the first torpedo because I have to the, – the most effective thing about them evading the first torpedo is before they send it after them, it's them just doing that run through that sort of trench mm. and they're really playing up the drama in the room. And they're like, well, we're going too fast. We're not going to be able to do this. And every time it cuts to a shot of the submarine in the water, it's just like, <laughs> just moving so it's slow. slow. You're like, yeah. I mean, I get that it's fast for that thing. The second you add something relative to it that's pursuing it and you know that they're just going to evade it and, and get away, I think that scene's great. And, yeah, I think the scene where they, they helicopter in Alec Baldwin's really, really fantastic. I think two things. That scene where he jumps out of the helicopter in that harness and has to get really speaks to his character. Um Jack Ryan is, like you said, an analyst, not a field agent, not brave, not, you know, not an action man, but he'll do it. He's he's brave enough. He's like, yeah, well, I've got to do it. Yeah, but he's, he's committed. Like Rick he trained Moranis as a Marine, Ghostbusters, right? He trained as a Marine, sure. Yeah, and was injured in the chopper crash. Well, and then did his fourth year from the hospital bed in track. But he's not a. He's not a. He doesn't like. He doesn't like flying. He obviously isn't having a good well, time. Would you if you survived? Of course the chopper not. Crash? But of course he's not. He's field trained. Yes, but I would. Yeah. It, it speaks to. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's not having a good time. He's looking like, yeah, I'll jump into the water from this helicopter. That's him going. That's sorry. As the audience, that's us learning that he is the he's the leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go look at him. That's amazing. Even yeah. if he's scared, he's going to do it. That's the definition of courage. And I think I don't know. It's nice it's, to see. It's, it's a strange. Me, it's a strange prototype for a character like uh, Robert Langdon from the uh, Da Vinci Code books they yep. they paint him as 
bookish and nerdy, but he's like six seven swimmer. So he's you know yeah. well built and fit. And as so all whenever swimmers are. as they all are, Tom, yeah. look at that physique. <laughs> that turtleneck <laughs> is hiding a lot. Um, a lot of secrets. Secrets. This doubles as a wetsuit. It's a wetsuit. It is already. It's, it's currently pretty wet. a wetsuit. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it is that, no pun intended, slight fish out of water. It's the bookish guy. But when stuff goes to shit, you can count on him. And Still going to get it Die Hard is that in a sense. He's just a knockabout cop. In way over his head. <laughs> in, in way over his head. But <laughs> In the him. first three, yes. <laughs> then he's a super cop. <laughs> <laughs> you killed that... Jet with a car? <laughs> I was out of bullets. <laughs> ah, great line. Great line. Not for Die Hard. Anyway, the second thing I was going to say to that is I think the film, if it was made today, would be ten times better. Because yes. you'd, you'd be able to have scenes, CGI, that lands that you can see relatively how fast and dramatic things are underwater. Whereas in 1990, all those scenes are like, here's my little cardboard torpedo going beep, 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 boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. See, now I'm embarrassed for you because you clearly haven't seen 2012's Battleship with Rihanna. I haven't. Shame. They already, they already made this movie. I'm ashamed that I have seen it. Yeah. What's his name? Why um, would they base John it on Carter, Taylor Lautner? Uh, Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. The guy they tried to make happen so many times. And we were like, it's not going to happen. That failed after that uh, John Carter. Oh, my though, God. Yes. That poor guy, though. Like, he's I been so many big things and just everyone hates him. You're just it's, not likable. It's a shame. Sorry, man. I'm sure it's a great guy. Poor man's Timothy Oliphant, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. It's an Oliphant. Look, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> it's an Oliphant. <laughs> Timothy, he's just like. Hey, uh, <laughs> sidestep, can I give you my two favorite Sean Connery jokes? Uh, Please. Are you ready for these ones? <laughs> Did you write them or no, you just I, had to Yeah, let's say I wrote them. Let's say I wrote them. Okay, Marcus <laughs> wrote started, these jokes. You started with no. We've got that. Okay. I, I've known Ladies this for years, years though. Marcus Hensley wrote these jokes. <clears throat> Are you ready? Said. Well, I can't do it without laughing. <laughs> now here we go. <laughs> A book fell and hit my head. <laughs> I can only blame myself. <laughs> That's one. I like that one. <laughs> You've heard that before, right? I've never heard that joke. Surely. No. Sorry. Wait, you ready for the second one? Yeah, I can't wait. Knock, knock. Who's, Who's there? there? Dishes. Who? What? Oh. Dishes who? Dishes Sean Connery. <laughs> See, I feel like that one should have started. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dishes. Normal voice. And then you go, Dishes oh, Sean Connery. Oh, don't tell I'm me. Just, cause someone, I'm just, because someone hears. Fucking Adam Sandler oh, knock, knock. Here. If someone hears, knock, knock, they're like, Sean, is that you? <laughs> like straight away. Oh, my God. Bane's at my house. Sean, not, take I'm your shelf back. <laughs> The joke stands. That was no, it's a good joke. I, solid construction. I love that first one. The first one's good. That's okay. very funny. But you hated the second one. I didn't hate it. I think the first <laughs> one's very funny. I'm just realizing that almost every joke is improved by Sean Connery's voice. 100%. But because in my register it's so similar to Bane, just Bane's voice improves <laughs> almost everything as well. Yeah, that, that oh, joke self destructed just like that American torpedo. Hey, hey. Bring it back to Jones the leaning have over, got, pressing Frank, the button. Have you, got the, and, wah, wah, wah. you mean this one? Because that was that was it. Oh. And he holds out his ID and he's like, <laughs> "What you just saw didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> that that torpedo exploded and I wasn't here." That would be a great Wonderful. way to end any interaction you have that didn't go well. <laughs> you pull out a badge and go, "What just happened here didn't happen. <laughs> you never saw me." It's pretty great. So this movie is uh, kind of Con Air. 
That's no, my that's my hot take. No. If okay, you go on. I'll look at you, the sorry. <laughs> You're wrong, but go on. <laughs> you formed a fist, <laughs> scruffed me, and then went. Let us how dare you? More like non-air. So for <laughs> bow <Bow-well. laughs> way better than Tom's previous. Yeah, it's better. Good. I should be ready to back myself up with sound effects. Yeah, Con Air, which for those familiar with it, is the story of a uh, prison transport uh, airplane, mm-hmm. huge aircraft that then gets hijacked by mm-hmm. the criminals and then they have to kind of work out whether they're going to shoot it down or they try and negotiate some way. They should have they- known, sorry, they should have known that was going to happen. A plane full of criminals. What do you think's going to happen? What are happen? they going to do? Yeah. And one of them's John Malkovich? Come on. Peach. And Dave Chappelle? I had a peach for hours. What was that? That's that's face off. <laughs> My little hummingbird. <laughs> sorry. Baby girl. Break out the lemonade. Cause I'm coming home. <laughs> Put the bunny. That's right. We back. save it. Save it for the con era. None of this makes any sense to me. I've not seen it in 45 years. We are definitely oh doing con God, Definitely. Um, anyway, yeah, next, we'll do it next week. All to say that it's just the the story of like a vehicle or some sort of transport carrier that has like bad guys and good guys on it. Some of whom don't know. Like they have. Uh, sort of conflicting interests and there's people deciding how to handle it. And John Cusack is the Alec Baldwin character where he's going like, no, come on, we, we can do this. We can bring this down safely and there's a way to fix this. And everyone's like, nah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And he has to convince people there's some way around this. Obviously, plot point wise, it's a little different. It's not. Oh, look, Con Air it, it's is a not, stretch. Yeah. But, it's, but what I, accept it. it's what I thought about, especially during the scene with Scott Glenn where – they're signalling to Sean Connery when he's using the periscope. Mm. And I was just going, oh, this is Con Air. This is kind of like just let him know something that no one else on the crew finds out and he's got to still kind of keep it secretly and <laughs> have his own little secret intention. I don't know. I just love Con Air. Why aren't we yeah, talking no. about Con Air? <laughs> but it, it, it's another Star Trek reference. It's three-dimensional chess. You have the underwater chess game with the subs all chasing each other, mm-hmm. but we then have the... Were they ambassadors, officials in the meeting room? Mm-hmm. And they they each know bits of information and they're just moving around and trying to fuck each other metaphorically. And then at the end, <laughs> Thank the, you for the Russians have lost two subs and the Russian ambassador's slightly sweating. Oh, yes, we need your help to, to find another sub. Why don't you, you tell me about this? Another <laughs> sub. It's like, yeah, this is that's wonderful. Yeah. That's, because this is like Three or four scenes total what does between he say? those two characters. It's like, why didn't you tell me about this earlier? And he said something about it because we're Russian or. <laughs> well, he's like, my position uh, dictates that sometimes they don't tell me everything, basically. Yeah. He's just like, I don't fucking know either. <laughs> you know? He's just mad. Your Sean Connery is getting better. Thank you. Uh, that was my Sean good. Connery. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think the Cold War aspect, which we haven't talked about that much, but like the fact that this is 1990, the Cold War is largely fizzling. At this point, you know, and they is not over at this point. Yeah, it is. I mean, like the the Berlin Wall has come down by now, I believe, and that was like the late eighties. And there's basically a degree to which things are sort of resolving themselves, but still, America is comfortable with Russia being the villains. Like this is still so pre nine eleven that Russia are the bad guys, you know. And yeah. it's like in every nineties film ever. Yes, and 10, 15 <laughs> years later, it's like oh no 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 Muslims now, you know. But it's it's yeah. kind of an interesting throwback in that regard. And looking at a bit of compassion, I suppose, on that front, like America coming out of this in the early nineties and going like ah some of them Russian fucks aren't that bad. Like look at them, especially if you cast Sean Connery and Sam Neill, it's easier to sympathize. I can't wait till villains are white guys in turtlenecks. 
With gold chains around their neck. Tom's in Your time's the coming. In now. real life, that's already the case. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately Society's the enemy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am like every episode of Succession is just a guy who looks like me <laughs> just being a fuckhead. So You wish. Um, oh, shit. It's interesting though they didn't cast any Russians because it's like, hey, Russians are is, okay, but not actual Russian actors. Is no mm. one in this Russian? I mean, I feel like- Oh, you can tell that some of the crew are. Yes. Sure. I think the dark-haired guy who's always a bit like sceptical and Sean Connery at some point's like, you're relieved. Mm, it's getting worse. Mm. And yes. um, there's even the the um, negotiator, I believe, or the diplomat. I think he he has to be Russian, right? I feel like I've seen that guy in other things. Mm. But, you know, I'm just talking out my ass here. I don't really No, know there's it. literally eight guys that look, like Putin. Yes. Like he's like the foundations of a Russian man. And old mate was Putin. Like that was his name, the foreign um, guy that Sean Connery kills. His yeah, name, they keep referring to him and calling him Putin. And, and I'm I, like, I oh, like, oh my God. Surely that's not oh. Vladimir. It's not meant to be Vladimir Putin, but it is. Well, historically accurate. That's what happened to him. And, he then, got, he ro- and then he rose, rose again. The <laughs> atop, a, yeah. atop a bear shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> when they're pulling him out in the body bag, the clear body bag, and- Sean's just like, don't ask. Yeah. Basically. Oh. And, and they need they need a political officer on board. Like No, we don't. That's such an interesting insight into the mindset. And also the little moment where he's like, um, Tim Curry, give me the missile launch mm. key. And he's like, uh no, because then you have both of them and you can just yeah. kill everyone. It's and then everyone just me. goes, I guess we'll just give him both the keys then. It's like, wow, he just has command of this entire yeah. ship. Yeah. Yeah, powerful man. And then Sean Connery's like, I'm mad at you for what you've said. And Tim Curry's like, I'm so sorry. And <laughs> walks like he powers <laughs> him out of that. By the way, I forgot to mention that part of this movie, that's not that important. It's a plot point that kind of comes and you're like, oh, yeah, sure, I guess. But the bit with the cook or the chef being the sort of saboteur um, at the Goddamn end. cook. Goddamn cook. Uh, and then he's, you know, sort of pulled out the or he's destroyed part of the caterpillar. And then at the end, he's trying to detonate the ship. Have you guys seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yes. This movie was spoiled for me by Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because <laughs> there's a really? scene in that where Robert Downey Jr. is talking about how they're laying a lot of foreshadowing in the movie and he's like, the, and he's the narrator of that. And he's like, oh, fuck, I hate when movies do this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we're doing this. It's kind of like that shot of the chef from Hunt of Red October. You know, it's kind of just like that. And I'm like, what does that mean? And the second <laughs> there's a shot of the cook in this, I'm like, oh, fuck, well, he did it. <laughs> like, so thanks, Robert Downey Jr. Appreciate that, man. That's funny. But yeah. Strangely, like you say, this is Con Air. This is some sort of primordial version of a Marvel film because there are little quips Every now and again, just to relieve some tension. I'm like, that is the Marvel formula mm. in some sort of basic state in the 90s. It's like that that worked then, it still works now. Yeah. I agree. That's true. Yeah, Joss Whedon has seen this and going, ah, there it is. I think there the formula is there. It's it's a more like deliberately paced movie, but I agree. I think it's kind of got that, that structure to it and, and characters that you find endearing and take the situation seriously but then have moments of levity that yeah. break it up. And yeah. you, you see it again in, in Die Hard. Um, John McLean, his feet are all cut up, he's limping through a hallway, come out to the coast, we'll have a few laughs. It just, yeah. it just lightens the mood and you're like, oh, I'm having a fucking great time. Yeah. Brings it back to the real world because, like, then not everyone's this self-serious, like, I'm going to kill a bad guy today. They're always like, what, what are we doing here? This is outrageous. It's nice to see. The absurdity of it that gets heightened that I, I started to, as much as I was quite enjoying the movie in general, the last 20 minutes of it, I really enjoyed when the Americans go over to the Russian sub. They start getting attacked 
And Sean Connery's just like, right, you're all my crew now. And it's like, sure. And everyone just starts working together. And then they're like, who here speaks English? I don't know. That guy. All right, fine. It's just like there's no rules anymore as to who's yeah. Russian and who's... It just works. It's fine. And I, I do like that kind of teaming up. Even the standoff they have when they first get on the mm. boat and they give Alec Baldwin the cigarette is really a nice tense moment that yeah. I didn't realise was going to land as well for me as it did. But yeah. once these two were across from each other, I was like, yeah, this is good. This is powerful shit. Alec is laughing at the joke that they've made about the captain being a cowboy mm. and, oh, you'll speak Rusky. Um, he's like, oh, you know, it's good to understand your enemies. And he says in English, I agree. Yeah. And yes. it's like, oh, ah, you've both nice, done it. Nice. That is a nice moment. I'll give you that one. Yeah. I think in comparison to other 90s action films, this just wasn't the same for me. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I just wanted more. High, you had high expectations or high yeah, standards. I just want yeah. more explosions, more hand-to-hand combat. It's just, not a propulsive film. No. Like, it's it's not. It's, it's moments, not at all. Yeah. yeah. I was admiring how little hand-holding it did, you know, which I know is a thing that you hate, Chris and Marcus, to some extent when movies come in and go like, right, we're going to spend the next 10 minutes explaining this to you. And this movie doesn't really. Like it does have those moments mm. where a character will say something about the steering systems or whatever, you know, the the technical stuff, and they'll just explain it more simply. But there are whole sequences where I'm like, I've just got to kind of keep up with this movie and just know that it's going to get explained, the navigational stuff, the actual intrigue, it's all going to come out eventually. Yeah, you see a lot of plot points like foreshadowing basically, and sorry to interrupt, oh, but right. like that's what will happen. You'll get a point that lands in the first act, the second act, and then the third act it all sort of comes up and gets tied together and you go, ah, yeah. It's nice to see. Some of the sonar stuff was a bit much, I think. Like we know what sonar is, right? I feel like they spent a big big portion of the scene talking about sonar. But a lot of that technology was pretty not sonar, but the being able to identify different ships and different sounds if they're – all of that tech is new. Sure. Like speeding up sure. sounds, slowing them down to analyse them is very new. So but for yeah. the time, like – Yeah, I think it was – yeah. Most people yeah. knew that the beep, beep, circular sonar and like, oh, there's a, there's, a, there's a dot over here, but this is the next level. Sure. And that is 33 years ago. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, They'd have some time. pretty cool stuff on board. Ah, sonar 2.0. <laughs> the fact that they actually call – that ping sound, just a ping, is very delightful to me. Like, just send one ping. <laughs> Priscilla, ping! give me that ping. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's great. Well, what else would you call it? Uh, I guess a... Imagine if that's the signal back to the boat, just that's to about, show that you got his Too message. many pings. Can you hear the walla walla bing bang? <laughs> chang, chang, changity, change a bop. That's the way it should be. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess what I'm going to say to wrap it up is just I'm so glad we're all here together, boys. Yeah, that's cute. Take, you're lactating too. You, I am. The sweats you. move from your armpits to your nipples. It has. It starts at the nipples. You must and moves have really up to the armpits. It. Actually, <laughs> it's weirdly <laughs> defying gravity. Okay. Yeah, we're having the hunt for pals in October. Actually, no. just, oh. yeah, yeah. Just one more thing. Actually, I have. go on. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Do no, it have- feels it feels silly now. I, w- I can't wait to hear it. Just do it. Okay. Um, what do you guys think is uh, the best thing about... <laughs> I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. I've got one. Who's the MVP for everyone? MVP. Marcus. Sam Neill. I, yeah, 100%. It's Sam Neill. Is is a sentimental favourite for, yeah. for many reasons. Yeah. Um, James L. Jones, I'd, I'd watch him and listen to him in anything. Yeah, yeah. agreed. I do love Alec Baldwin. 
regardless of recent uh, events. He's very good and he's likable and his voice is outstanding. We probably haven't given no. him enough credit for how good he is, but Alec Baldwin's very good in this. Courtney B. Vance is my MVP. As Who's Jones, the Sonar as Jonesy, man. the Sonar guy. Ooh. I think he's just fantastic. I don't, he doesn't get to do enough and it's wonderful to get to see him in something like this and be like, oh shit, it's that guy. So For Alec, there's that scene in the boardroom where all the heads are talking, but he's just staring at a board and he's piecing it all together and you can see it. Like there's no dialogue, but he's mm. just... And they can see the smile breaking. He's like, oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah, the outburst. And it's just just lovely. Yeah. Just lovely. This is the second Kubrick reference I've, I've made so far. But, like, I don't know if you guys have seen Dr. Strangelove, but it's his, like, satire with Peter Sellers from the 60s of, of uh, the Cold War. And it's kind of hard to show a boardroom setting like this without you thinking of that and going, like, ah, oh, am I going to be able to take this seriously? And to the movie's credit, I, it got there. It got to a point where I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm with this. I'm not finding, I'm not seeing the parody marks here that have been left by something from so long ago, you know? Mm-hmm. What did you think, Frank? Well, look, I think it's been, I was the lowest number, as we know, and I feel like I'm going to have to throw something oh. at least. I'm going to go up to a six. Through the Good stuff, pal. Nice. Uh, I'm going to throw up to a seven. Whoa! Through in the pound. I previously went up, but I will say I'm up to an eight. Through in the pound. Gosh, it just keeps going. I love how throw up everywhere. It's like we got sea sickness or something. God. And Chris, you're happy where you were. Nine point five. Okay, let's go a ten. Whoa! Through in the pound. That's fantastic. I had a great time. I had a great time. I know you did. It's beautiful to see. Well, that was a hunt for red. The hunt for red October. No, it was just a hunt for red October, I believe. Then there's B hunt, C hunt. Frank, stop being such a hunt. Hunt. Oh my god. I know I can hunt. Excuse but can me. Can Mike hunt? Through in the pal. Thanks for listening, pals. This was the hunt for Red October. Uh, the show was produced by me. And me. And me. And me. And Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Connery. Myself. I can only blame the My podcast. Sh- that uh, is a lovely voice. Uh, Brother. 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 Brother.